and allowing us to come to His house to worship, to praise, and to magnify His name. God's a good God. Amen. He's a good God. That's about about 10% of you. How many believe that He's a really good God? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. So good to see everyone that's in God's house today. Thank you. Now I can hear myself a little bit. But it's good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. And uh, God has truly been good to us. Days like today, when you wake up on a morning like this morning was, makes you know for certain why you live in southeast Texas. Wasn't it beautiful today? Yesterday the sun set, the sky was so beautiful. Makes you forget about all those 100% humidity days, 99 degrees. Makes you just enjoy the good times of life. Everybody just kind of relax, open up a little bit. We're going to have a good time in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I know, I know it's been a long time since I preached on Sunday morning. Some of you is very, very nervous because you're probably hungry right now. If it will give you any consolation in knowing that this morning over at the men's breakfast, I had a donut and a glass of orange juice. I'm not hungry, not one little bit. For the last two months, I've been thinking of a lot of things I needed to say. But I'm not going to try to say it all this morning. Can I get a witness? Amen. Amen. Praise God. But. We want to uh, let all of our guests know today how glad that we are that you're in the house of the Lord. Why don't all the home folks just give our guests a hand clap today? Amen. God is good. He's good all the time. God's good on a good day. He's good on a bad day. He's good on a mediocre day. He's always good. Amen. 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 And I'm glad today that I know Him in the power of the Holy Ghost. And if you don't know Him in the power of the Holy Ghost, you don't know what you're missing. What is that? When they were in the upper room, they asked, men and brethren, what shall we do? And this was an age-old question. It's a question that's still being asked today. What shall we do? What shall we do to be saved? And Peter stood up in amongst them and said, Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you're not saved and on your way to heaven, that's the way you get saved and on your way to heaven. And if you think you're saved and on your way to heaven, you need to make sure you did those steps. Repentance, water baptism, in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And man, it's a good life. I'm glad I'm serving the Lord. Amen. 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 Why don't we all just lift our hands together. Let's magnify God. Let's ask God for His help today. God, we need Your help. We need Your anointing. We need Your direction, God. We need Your touch in this place. Speak to every heart. Speak to every soul. Move in every life today, God. 
Draw us closer to You, God, and we'll give You the praise. We'll give You the glory, You the honor. And everybody lift your hands and praise Him right now. You're a good God. You're a good God. You're a good God. You're a good God. Amen. Lord bless you. You can be seated. I am going to do something a little bit different today. I'm not going to start out with reading a text this morning. That way, if you don't read a text and you don't give your sermon a title, you can talk about anything you want to talk about. And nobody knows if you ever got there or if you ever finished or not, or if you ever really got started or not. No, I, I, do, um, I do feel like the Lord has laid something on my heart for this service today. And uh, I was spending some time at the first of the week uh, alone. Um, I started to say alone by myself, but I guess if I was alone, I would be by myself. Or if I was by myself, I would be alone. Brother Gore, it's good to see you here tonight. I welcomed you Wednesday night, but you'd already got tired of sitting there listening at me, I guess, and exited. But glad to have Brother Gore here. Good to see Sister Stephanie able to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. And uh, our prayers are truly with Sister McKinney and uh, Sister Powell this week. I think she's having some procedure this week. Let's ask the Lord to touch her. Sister Robin's unable to be in the house of the Lord. Many other suffering from afflictions, but I'm glad that we're in the house of God. But I was alone and by myself all at the same time. And um, I, I felt like the Lord just kind of laid this on my heart. And uh, I was reading my Bible and uh, doing some studying and praying and trying to commune with the Lord. And um, this chapter in the Word of God just kind of came to me. And um, I, I did not study it a lot at the time. I looked at it, looked over it a little bit, and um, I wrote down... Um, that I needed to look at this for Sunday morning. I just felt that on my heart. So I've been spending some time in the 23rd chapter of the book of Job. The 23rd chapter of the book of Job. Now you can turn there if you would like. You could kind of follow along if you want to. And I really, I really do not have a, a title such as our a particular subject I would like to bring to you today, other than I would like to talk about some things that was going on in the 23rd chapter of the book of Job. Now, we all know uh, Job's life and Job's story, and we know how uh, that Job's world seemed to, to fall apart before his eyes. Job... Uh, was one of the greatest men of the East, and uh, he was highly favored and blessed of God. And he had a lot of things in life uh, that was very nice to have. He enjoyed some of the finer things of life, and his family was blessed. He had, he had uh, cattle. He had all kinds of things that... Uh, that the world at that time would look at and say that Job is a wealthy, wealthy man. He was, as we would say today, he was living the good life. But all of a sudden, uh, things started happening in Job's life. Uh, 
And uh, it seemed like that his world uh, crumbled around him and before his eyes. That, that it's just started, things started happening. Job did not, did not know what was going on. God did not come by and tell Job what he was doing. God did not give Job any indication that these things were going to happen. Job was having an ordinary day. I would say it would be a day kind of like today. Sun shining, everybody feeling good. And all of a sudden, there came a messenger and told him some tragedy had taken place. That that wasn't too bad to get over, but while he was yet speaking, another come in and said, this is all happening. And while he was yet speaking, in a moment's time, in just a few minutes, Job had lost all of his wealth. He had lost all of the things that people would look at him and say, this is a wealthy, blessed man. And then when he, he thought it could not get any worse, all of a sudden, someone came into him and told him that they were with his children, and a wind came and and it fell upon them. The house fell upon them, and it killed his family. All of his children died at once. Now, some of you have been through the tragic circumstances of losing a child, but can you imagine all of your wealth gone, and then all of your family gone? And all there is left is just you and your wife and God. Now, the people around him, his, his wife, even his wife, said, Job, why don't you just go ahead and curse God and just die? But Job kept his integrity before the Lord. And he said, woman, you speak as a foolish woman. And then there was, he, he did not do anything foolish or rash against God. And God allowed his body. Now, now we're looking at this and we're reading the end of the book and we know the story and we know about God and the Satan and we know about the conversation and God said, have you considered my servant Job? We know that. So we look at it from this point that, that you know, we, we know what's going on. So we know that God is not mad at Job, that Job has not done anything wrong, that Job is not a bad guy, but God is setting him up for a reason and for a purpose. But see, Job didn't know that. All Job knew is, I've lost all of my possessions. I've lost all of my children. And now my wife says I ought to curse God and die. And now I'm afflicted in my body from the very top of my head to the soles of my feet. The Bible said that he sat in sackcloth and ashes and he scraped himself with a scrape, just scraping the scabs off of his body. What a tragic, tragic story that happened to this man and all he was doing 
was serving God. That's all he was doing. He didn't do anything wrong. But then he had some friends. How many has ever had friends? How many has ever heard the old, the old saying, Job's comforters? Amen. How many ever had? Let's don't go there. But we have had Job's comforters. Job's, why are they called that? Why do we remember them as that? Why do we always talk about Job's comforters? Because when you start reading the book of Job, to say that Job's, Job's outlook was always the best. When you read the book of Job, you'll find out that his outlook wasn't always looking in the right direction. There was some bad days in Job's life. There was some, some questions that was going on in Job's life. And here comes his comforters. Now, when you look at the names of his comforters, you would wonder why a guy would be running around with a group of fellows that was named these crazy names. But then his comforters came, and the first thing that they said, Job, what have you done that God is displeased with? Now, I think this is a very, very important question that we all should ask ourselves. When things happen in our life, is God trying to talk to me? Is God trying to get my attention? Have I, have I slipped or have I come up short of what God is asking of me and what God is requiring of me and what God is wanting? Is God just wanting me to slow down and listen to Him speak? But after we do see Job had already done all of these things and his friends came in and said, Surely there is sin in your life. Job said, No, I have not sinned. I have not transgressed against God. I have not lived foolishly before God. There is no sin in my life. And they would take whole chapters correcting him. And instructing him of things that he needed to do and how that he needed to change. But when I look at Job chapter 23, I, I sense and I, I read and uh, I see that there is, there is a change that is going on in Job's way of thinking. There is something that is happening in his life, there is something that is taking place before us as we read this 23rd chapter of the book of Job. I've read the book of Job over and over and over and over again. And uh, it always, every time I read it, I start picking things out of the book of Job that I never, I never really realized before. And I was, as I was reading this chapter, I seen that there was a change that come about in his life. And there was something that began to take place. There was a churning. There was, there was a desire. There was a longing for the things of God. There was a hunger to be closer to God. There was a desire to be more of what God wanted him to be. Now there is some things that Job said. There was some complaints that Job had in the 23rd chapter. He said, now, even now, my complaint is bitter. As to say, I've reached the end of my road. Now, God, 
I've got as far as I can go. My complaint is bitter. Now, if you read the chapter before this, you'll see that one of his friends was again instructing him, criticizing him, rebuking him. And Job starts out the 23rd chapter by saying, my complaint is bitter before the old God. He said, my stroke is heavier than my groanings. We'll come back to that a little bit later. If only, the third thing, if only I knew where I could find Him. Have you ever been to a place in your life where you're trying to find God? And you're trying to figure out where God's at? And where God has went? And the direction that God left you? And why? How many has ever prayed and it seemed like your prayers didn't get out of the room that you were in? Amen. I have felt that. I have experienced that. That's, that's, I would like to say that that's never happened or that's never going to take place. But I tell you, in walking with God and living for God and in life in general, there will be times that you can't find an answer. You can't find direction. It seems like that you can't find help. The fourth thing, he said, where I might come to his seat. And then the fifth thing, he said, I would order my cause before him. What he is talking about here is, I've been accused by my friends, but I would like to go before the judgment seat of God. And I would like to sit down at his judgment seat. And I would like to bring my cause before him, where all of you people could understand and know that it's not me. I haven't done anything. I've lived right. I've been upright. But sometimes things in life don't go according to plan. Then he said the sixth thing, I will fill my mouth with my argument. If I could get before God, if I could get God's attention. Now, now it's not, it's not a wise thing, I don't think, to say that what I would like to say to God. But Job, you see, Job, he, he was, he was about at his wits end. And he said, I would, I would like to fill my mouth with my argument. He said, I, the seventh thing, I would know the words which he would answer me. He said, I would like to place my argument before him. And I would like you guys to hear my argument that I would place before him. Because I know exactly what God would say. He was assured. He was certain. He did not have any doubt that what God would answer him. The eighth thing, he said, I would understand what he would say to me. What he was saying here was, I would get an understanding of what God is trying to say to me. I would get an understanding of what is going on in my life. I would get an understanding of the problems. I would get an understanding of the hurt. I would get an understanding of the pain. I would get an understanding of the loss. I would get an understanding of the way that I walk. I would get an understanding of the valley that I am going through. A valley would be much easier to go through if we knew why we were going through it. 
a valley would be much easier to go through if we understood that God is always going to be readily available when we call on Him. But you see, when we're going through a valley and when we're facing heartache and when we're facing trouble in our life, God sometimes stays silent. And we look up and we say, where are you at, God? Didn't you tell me in your word that I would never leave you? That I'd never forsake you, but I'd go with you all the way? Even until the end of the world, did not your words say that? But sometimes we don't hear the voice of God because we are in the valley. And God is allowing us. Now you look at Job's life. Out of the things that happened to him, some of the things that happened to him was the direct results of an act of God. It wasn't someone stealing from him. I don't think that bothered him as much as the wind that caused his family to die. As the storm that came into his life. As the afflictions that afflicted his body. Those are direct, directly from the hand of God. And he's saying, now God, if I could just hear your voice. Speak to me, God. Let me hear your voice. Let me hear what you would say to me. And in Job, the 23rd chapter, he said, Then Job answered and said, Even today is my complaint bitter. My stroke is heavier than my groanings. When you look at this word where it says, My stroke is heavier than my groanings, it is simply saying, it is indicating that his power and his determination and his direction is even heavier and more powerful than the problems that he is facing, that the pain that he is going through, that the heartache that he sees in his life. He says, my stroke is yet My direction is yet determined. I will not quit. I will not go back. I will not fail. I will not quit living for God. I will not throw in the towel. I will not charge God foolishly. Because my direction is forever set. He said, oh, that I knew where I might find him. That I might come even to his seat if I could just find him. He said, I would order my cause. I would order my cause for him. Amen. Before him and fill my mouth with arguments. I would tell him about the pain that I'm going through. I would let him know about the agony that I face. He said, I would know the words which he would answer to me and understand what he would say unto me. He said, will he plead against me and his great power? No, God would not come against me because I know that he is not against me, but he is for me. I come to tell somebody today that just like Job in chapter 23 come to the understanding. He said, when I am at my wit's end, when I don't know where to turn and I don't know what to say and I don't know how. 
how come and I don't know what for and I don't know why I'm going through what I'm going through. I come to tell you that still your direction, your stroke, your power has to be more determined than your groanings that you're going through now. Amen. God is not speaking evil against you, but God is there to help you. God is there to strengthen you. God is there to encourage you. Amen. 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 He said, will he plead against me? Will God come against me with his great power? No. Amen. Job, what you're doing here and what you're facing here is because that you have displeased God. He said, if I ever got in the courts and the presence of God, I've got confidence that God would not plead against me. God's power would not come against me. But He would put His strength in me. Amen. I want to tell you today, the first thing that the devil would tell you is when you have problems, stay away from the house of God. Stay away from talking to God. Stay away from the prayer room. But I come to tell you today, your stroke has got to be more than your groanings. Amen. Your direction has got to be more set than your groanings. Amen. Your love for God has got to be stronger than the problems that you face in life. There the righteousness might be disputed. With Him... So shall I be delivered forever from the judge. He said, then, if I got in the presence of God, I would forever be delivered from those who would judge me, who would come against me. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand... Where he doth work, but I cannot behold him. He hideth himself out on the right. Amen. On the right hand. That I cannot see him. Everywhere I look. In every direction I turn, I can't find God. I can't see God. Amen. There's going to be times where you come to the house of God, where you can't feel God's presence. Everybody around you is lifting up holy hands and worshiping and dancing and magnifying God. And you're looking up and saying, where is God? Is He on my left? I can't find Him on my left. Is He on my right? I can't sense Him on my right. Amen. Where? Where is God? What happened to God? But you just got to keep on walking. You just got to keep on coming. You just got to keep on praying. You just got to stay faithful to God. Job said, I don't see you, God. I don't sense you on my right. And I don't sense you on my left. There is some things in life that I cannot explain. I've had people to come and say, why is this happening? There's some things I can't explain. There's some things that only God knows. And I don't think anybody knew what Job was going through and the purpose that he was facing, what he was going through and facing, but God. Amen. And the adversary of his soul. 
Amen. God didn't allow people to know and to come by and pat him on the back and say, man, you're going through it for a purpose. No, they told him you're going through it because you're a sin, because there is wickedness in your heart. Amen. I have seen trouble come to some of the greatest people that I have ever known, some of the greatest prayer warriors that I have ever known. I have seen problems come, but I have seen them in the time of distress. I have seen some that would throw in the towel and say, if this is what serving God is. No, thank you. I don't want any part of it. But I have seen others that come to the house of God and said, it doesn't matter what I go through. I would rather die at the altar than I would die in a world of sin. I come to tell somebody, amen, I don't understand why you're facing what you're facing. I wish I had answers, but this I do know, that God is still faithful that God still loves you. That God is still here to help you. That God is still in the house this morning to strengthen you and your... Hallelujah. Job, what is it? I wish I could come before the seat of God. I wish I could get to the throne of God. I wish I could go to His presence. But when I look, I cannot find Him. But this one thing, I think this is one of the greatest verses in the, in, in, in the book of Job. That when he come to this realization in verse number 10, he said, But he knoweth the way that I take. Amen. He knoweth the way that I take. When I don't know where I'm going. When I can't see the path for all the fog that is fogging my vision. When I don't know which direction I'm going. Amen. When I can't find him on the left and I can't find him on the right. I want to tell you, church, sometimes you've got to go back to what you know is right and what you know is true. It's not always what you feel, but sometimes it's what I know. I know what the Word of God says. I know what the book says. I know what God has told me in the past and I'm going to stay faithful to Him. But He knoweth the way that I take. I may not know, but God knows. When He had tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held His steps. In His way have I kept and not declined. Amen. I want to tell somebody today that don't run from what can help you. Don't get away from what is your strength. Amen. Job said that when I am tried, I may not know it. I may not understand. I may never get a revelation of why, but I'm going to come forth tried as gold. I'm going to come forth as gold. Amen. My foot's has stayed steady. My steps have stayed in the way of God. I will not falter. Hallelujah. He knoweth the way that I take. The second and the last prophecy in the book of Job is what this is saying. He knoweth the way that I take. When he had tried me, 
I shall come forth as gold. Amen. Though Job could not find God, God could find Job. When Job could not find God, God could find Job. When Job could not feel God, God could still feel Job. When Job said, God, you're not on the left and you're not on the right, God was still watching over Job. Amen. It reminds me of when the disciples were in the boat in the midst of the lake and the storm was roaring against them and they was about to lose their life. The Bible said that Jesus was up on the mountain and he saw them rowing and towing for the winds was contrary to them, about to take them over, about to sink their ship. And all of the time, Jesus was standing up on the mountain watching them. I want to tell you, in your storm... In your turmoil, in your distress, in what you're going through right now, your God is still looking over the balconies of heaven. He's saying, I know where they're at. They may not know where I'm at, but I know where they're at. Amen. They may not know what they're going through, but I know what they're facing. I know the way that they take. I come to tell you to this day, God still loves you. God still cares for you. God is still concerned about you. When tried by God, when tried by God, God's got a reason and God's got a purpose. God does not perform random acts. God's got a reason and God's got a purpose. And what we have got to understand today has Job come to the understanding and the knowledge. He said, there's some things in life I can't do anything about. But there is some things in life you can control. I can't do anything about what's happening to me. But I can do something about the way that I respond to what's happening to me. I can't do anything about somebody talking about me. But I can do something about the way that I respond to someone talking about me. I can't do anything about the way that I'm, that I'm going through a trial. But I can do something about my response to the way I'm going through a trial. I come to tell you today that you've just got to hold on to the hand of God. God, I can't feel you. God, I can't feel you. God, I can't see you. God, I don't know where you're at. God, if you're out there somewhere, let me just touch you. Let me just feel you. Let me, let me hear your voice. Amen. But I want to tell you where God's at. God's the same place He's always been. Now, there might be an adversary trying to make you where you can't touch Him. But you keep going to the same place that God has always been. And one day, all of a sudden, all of heaven is going to open up and you're going to understand God you were there all the time you never left me you never forsook me you never left me by myself but 
you were always there. You know, as I read the book of Job, I don't know if, if I've ever, now we read it, we read it knowing the end of the book before we get to the end of the book when we start out. Because it starts out about the meeting with God and, and the adversary. And so we know all of this that's going on. But I don't know that Job ever, even at the end, ever even realized why all of this happened. But he said this about in the middle of the predicament that he was in. But he knoweth the way that I take. Chapter 23, Job comes to the great understanding. That he knoweth the way that I take. I come to tell somebody this morning. God knows where you are. God knows what you're going through. God knows the trouble that you're facing right now. God knows the heartache that you face at home. That you face in your body. That you face in your family. God knows. But let me tell you something else. This is the great part. He don't just know. But He cares. The Bible tells us that casting all our cares upon Him. For He careth for you. As they play this morning... I promised you that I would not preach all day. And I'm going to keep my promise. But I just felt like talking to you for a few moments about the 23rd chapter of the book of Job. Your determination of success and your desire for God and the things of God has always got to exceed the groanings of the trials that you're going through. What was the secret of Job's success? He had his mind made up, though God slay me, yet will I trust Him. But I believe this was one of the great secrets of Job's life. He got an understanding that still my determination is greater than my sorrow. My love for God and my love for the things of God is greater than my sorrow. It's greater than my pain. It's greater than my agony. It's greater than what I'm going through at this present time. That when I am tried, I will come forth as gold. Because I have kept my feet in the paths of God. Let's all stand right now. I want everybody to lift your hands toward heaven right now. Lift your voice unto the Lord. Help us today, God. Help us today, God. 
You see every need that is in this place. You see every situation. You see every problem. You knew every person that was going to walk through these doors before you started dealing with me about Job chapter 23 Tuesday. You knew everybody that was going to be here. God, I pray that you would reach your mighty hand down to every heart, every soul, every life right now. Come on, church. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. The Holy Ghost is in this place. Let God help you today. Let God help you today. Let God help you today. Oh, why don't somebody step out from where you're standing right now? Why don't you make your way to this front? Lift your hands toward heaven and say, God, I can't feel you right now. I don't know where you are right now. But you know the way that I take. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you let God help you today? Why don't you let God strengthen you today? Why don't you let God touch you today? Come on, somebody reach out to the Lord. Everybody in the house right now. Reach out to God today. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, 
Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Work today, God. Work today, God. Move right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, touch. Holy Ghost, touch. Thank God I You're can call my God. own. You're our help but today, God. But there were God. so many You're times our help today, I wondered how I was going to make it. But while I was watching, oh, I just kept on holding on. God, I believe you right now. I believe you right now. I believe you right now, God. Holy Ghost, you're our help. You're our help. You're our strength, God. Do the work right now. Do the work right now. Do the work right now, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And not because I'm good, not because I'm great, not because I'm strong, I just held on. And I held on to the storm was over. I don't claim to be a hero, God, I don't have all the answers, but I held on till the storm was over. Not because I'm good, not because I'm great, not because I'm strong, I just held on. You ask me how it is that I'm still standing, and you wonder how I made it through that storm. Well, I can boast of any special powers. You see, there's no secret. You just gotta keep holding on, and I held on. Till the storm was over. Oh, I don't claim to be a hero, God. I don't have all the answers, but I held on. Till the storm was over. Not because I'm good, not because I'm great, not because I'm strong. I just held on. And I held on. Till the storm was over. I don't claim to be a hero, and I don't have all the answers, but I held on. Till the storm was over. Oh, not because I'm good, not because I'm great, not because I'm strong. I just held on. I can tell that things are finally happening. I've got blessings. Thank God I can call my own. But there were so many times I wondered how I was going to make it. But while I was wondering, I just kept on holding on. And I held up. The storm is over. I don't claim to be a hero, and I don't have all the answers. But hold on till the storm is over. Not because I'm good, not because I'm great, not because I'm strong. I just held on. 
because I'm good, not because I'm great, not because I'm strong. I just held on and I held on to the storm was over. I don't claim to be a hero and I don't have all the answers, but I held on. Storm was not because I'm good, not because I'm great, not because I'm strong. I just held on. You asked me how it is that I'm still standing. You wonder how I'm Praise made it God. Come on, somebody, let's lift our hands toward heaven right now. 